This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we us? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Thursday, August the 4th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that gives you all the information on the world of professional wrestling, whether it's your favorite promotion such as AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. This is a daily podcast that's made free of charge to you anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour, Orange Cassidy and Britt Baker reveal how AEW is a progressive wrestling company. Now, during a recent appearance on the Absolute Geek podcast at the San Diego Comic-Con, AEW wrestlers Britt Baker, DMD, and Orange Cassidy commented on how Elite Wrestling is a progressive company and how the promotion is breaking all the stereotypes of other traditional professional wrestlers. Now, this is one specific thing that was mentioned on how they are breaking the stereotypes of traditional professional wrestlers. I think we're going to be breaking a lot of stereotypes of what typical professional wrestlers are in someone's mind. Probably like a big, dumb, roided up idiot who doesn't really know what they're doing. We're shattering that. Like, she's actually a dentist and she's a pro wrestler. She actually flies home early to look in people's mouths and make sure that she keeps her appointments. And she's still a phenomenal wrestler. I think that's amazing. 
wrestlers now are just more than what they used to be in the 1980s. So many things are changing with the perspective of what a wrestler is. Now, Britt Baker on how AEW is progressive. It's very progressive, she says. I feel it's so stereotypical, and I'm not saying things just because I work for AEW. We really have everything on our show. We have somebody like Darby Allen or Malachi Black. We have Orange Cassidy. We have super technical wrestlers like Brian Danielson. We have names out there that so many people love, like Sting, Chris Jericho, and CM Punk. And we have a beautiful women's division. We have something that appeals to everyone in our audience. For more information on all of this, if you'd like to find out what each of them had to say, continue following eWrestling News, and Ryan Clark has more information information as it follows. Madison Rain is making news at this hour. Madison Rain reacts to her first night with AEW. Now it was announced on Wednesday that Madison Rain has signed with All Elite Wrestling to become a coach and head of the women's division. Rain's first show with the company came last night in her hometown of Columbus, Ohio. She'll be appearing on this episode's of AEW Rampage. Now, following last night's Dynamite TV tapings, Rain took to Twitter to talk about being back in AEW. She said, and I quote, today was such an incredible day. For more information on Madison Rain and everything she's looking to do in AEW, continue following Ryan Clark, and eWrestling News will give you more. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour about the Gun Club. Now, as seen on last night's AEW Dynamite, the Acclaim defeated the Gun Club in a dumpster match. Now, following the match, the Acclaim pushed the dumpster off the stage, causing it to flip over. Following the scary spot, Austin Gunn took to Twitter to reveal that he and his brother were fine. He wrote this, we're fine. Everything is fine. Many fans were worried about what was happening to them inside of the dumpster and were wondering if any injuries occurred, but both Gunn boys are okay. Jade Cargill's making news at this hour. Jade Cargill comments on becoming more of a comfortable performer on the microphone in what she had to say about cutting promos. During a recent appearance on John Chunkry's show, AEW TBS Women's Champion Jade Cargill commented on becoming more comfortable delivering promos in AEW. Now, this is what she said. Being that my first time ever cutting a promo, like I didn't even practice, I was just there on stage and I was on national TV and I just gotten way more comfortable now because I'm more into my character. My character is just an extension of myself. I can say the most outlandish stuff because I'm portraying somebody on TV. I've gotten comfortable. I was working with Mark Sterling at the time and I was working with him and he would just help me with my promos and he'd help me focus and focus on the craft of saying what I needed to say out there. If you'd like to find out more about what Jade Cargill had to say, there's an article trending right now with Ryan Clark over on eWrestling News. Chris Jericho is making news at this hour. Chris Jericho discusses CM Punk being frustrated over not main eventing WrestleMania. Now, during the latest edition of his Talk is Jericho podcast at StarCast 5, AEW star Chris Jericho commented on CM Punk being frustrated that he never had the opportunity to main event WrestleMania, especially the one at WrestleMania 28 when the two were feuding. This is what Jericho had to say. He's always had a problem with that. I've even said it to him, dude, like once again, I was in the main event. You had a match with The Undertaker. I mean, that's the main event of WrestleMania. And as far as anything goes, you're on last. You can't tell me that's anything different. I don't feel any different. You were the main event. So he was kind of understanding about a little bit about that, especially because I continue to tell him he was with The Undertaker. Now on his WrestleMania 28 feud with Punk and the original plan to tattoo his initials on Punk, he would go on to say this, 
The reason why I thought of Punk was that he had worked quite a bit over the years, and we got along really well, and he always had great matches, and I was the best in the world at the time, and I just felt that we could have a great match. Well, you know what? It was great. We can do great things against one each other in a match. So that was kind of the idea that we had. The original plan was for an opening angle to get rolling was I was going to tattoo CM Punk. What do I mean? I was going to do an angle where I knocked him out, I handcuffed him to the ring ropes, and I took out a tattoo needle and tattooed my initials on his body. I would get a tattoo artist to show up and show me how to do the CJ. I remember pitching it to Vince and he was like, who cares? He has so many tattoos anyway. What's the difference if he has another one? If you want to find out more about what Chris Jericho had to say about CM Punk and what happened at the end of this tattooing situation, reach out and follow eWrestling News and read the article that Ryan Clark has trending right now. Eric Bischoff is making news at this hour. Ryan Clark is writing in. Eric Bischoff doesn't see AEW as competition for WWE. Now, during a recent appearance on Out of Character with Ryan Satin podcast, Eric Bischoff commented on why he doesn't believe AEW is competition for WWE, and he really feels like the interest in pro wrestling is dwindling. Now, this is what he had to say on the decline in the interest of pro wrestling and why he thinks AEW isn't even competition. That's an excuse, and I'm not buying that. The product is boring. Nothing new has happened. Nothing has changed. Nothing has emerged. Nothing has evolved. It's the same formula up until recently. We're talking about WWE, who is by far the most dominant company. There is no competition. AEW is not competition. No matter how much Tony Khan wants to believe it, it's just not. You're in the same business, Tony, but you're not in the same competition. You're not taking up market share, Tony. You're not in the same business. It's kind of like having a mom and pop hamburger store, and then on the corner, there's an Arby's. Yes, you both sell hamburgers, but you're not really in competition with each other. If you'd like to hear more about what Eric Bischoff had to say about competition and his feelings about AEW as it relates to WWE, read the article over on eWrestling News. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. AEW ratings are in for Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite. Wednesday night's Dynamite episode on TBS pulled in 938,000 viewers. Now that's down from the 976,000 it drew a week ago. The show drew a .32 in the rating of 18 to 49 demo, which once again was down from last week's .33. AEW Dynamite ranked number one in the top 150 shows on cable last night, according to Brandon Thurston of WrestleNomics. The episode featured Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Christian Cage took on Matt Hardy. Chris Jericho took on Wheeler Yuta. Orange Cassidy took on Jay Lethal. And the acclaimed took on the Gun Club once again in the aforementioned dumpster match. For more information on the ratings, continue following the wrestling news, and more information will be coming forward. Andrew Ravens is also writing at this hour, Jim Ross critiques the roast of Ric Flair at StarCast 5 event. Now, the roast of Ric Flair took place last Saturday night during StarCast 5, ahead of Ric Flair's final match the following day. It featured several wrestling personalities such as Eric Bischoff, Diamond Dallas Page, Brian Nobbs, and Bully Ray. AEW commentator Jim Ross had mixed opinions about the roast. Here is his comments. I like the concept of the roasts, but my only critique would be maybe they had too many roasters. It went a little too heavy just for my taste, Ross said on the latest episode of Grilling JR. Some of it got a little long in my taste, and that's all, but I don't mean it was a bad show. Now, in addition to the wrestlers in the event, comedians Tyler Morrison, Earl Skarkle, 
Dan St. German, and John Moses were also involved in the roasting. If you'd like to find out more about what Jim Ross had to say about all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and Andrew Ravens has this article trending right now. Athena is trending right now. Superstar Athena, who recently signed with AEW, is making headlines. She says she admits she wouldn't wrestle after leaving WWE. Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, recently talked about her feelings about wrestling after she left WWE. Now, the Ember Moon had success in WWE as the NXT Women's Champion. However, at the end of her run, her role dwindled to the point where she was confirmed that WWE didn't want her anymore and they decided they thought she'd be better as being a coach. Now, Ember Moon, also known as Athena, did not necessarily agree with that. Athena was let go by the company, which led her to wondering if she even wanted to wrestle again. A quote, she said, So when I left the other company, I didn't know if I really wanted to wrestle again. It was just like, oh, this was my big dream, she said, on AEW Unrestricted. Then there was AEW, and I was like, man, it looks like they're always having fun over there. That's what I thought I was signing up for when I came to WWE. And now I'm just watching it. I'm just dealing with it. And then I'm seeing all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, wow. I really wish that I could be there. It was so much fun. And then she decided once she had the ability, she would sign. Once I actually left, I was like, I think I'm good. It became more clear. Man, how am I going to pay the bills? We just bought a new house. And it's like, well, I got all these other extra things to pay for now. Well, I went to college for like six or eight years, but I never thought I'd pick up a book again. I don't want to finish any of those degrees I started. I am just in a jam, she continued. That's when she decided that she was going to go and check out AEW. For more information on what happened and what eventually led her to joining All Elite Wrestling, go ahead and check out the article trending right now over on eWrestling News, and Andrew Ravens will have more on that. A new trademark has been filed for the acclaimed. Joshua Jones is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. PW Insider has reported that the AEW tag team, the Acclaim, filed for a new trademark. The Acclaimed is now trademarked for merchandise and entertainment services below, specifically for all forms of hats, t-shirts, shirts, and any other types of merchandise. With more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information about this will be forthcoming. Matt Hardy is making headlines at this hour. Matt Hardy was annoyed by WWE Attitude Era booking. So why did he feel that way? The TLC trio matches between the Hardys, the Dudleys, and Edge and Christian will forever be embraced by wrestling fans around the world during the famous WWE Attitude Era. Now, despite there being three encounters between the teams, Edge and Christian managed to win all of the bouts, while the matches themselves are often called some of the best tag team bouts of all time. However, the result was a little underwhelming for Matt Hardy. During the recent episode of the Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, Hardy tells his frustrations with WWE constantly booking Edge and Christian to win the trios matches. He revealed that he and his brother Jeff were booked to win one of them before former CEO Vince McMahon decided, once again, to change his mind. Matt would go on to say, and I quote, It was very annoying, if I'm going to be honest. It's also funny. Christian says it all the time, like, I can't believe they had us win all those matches against you guys. It's just so crazy. But you know what it is? At the end of the day, you know, all we wanted to do is win one of them. It was up in the air who was going to win at one point, and I think winning one of those matches would have been the right call for us. 
he would also go on to say, Now the first TLC, Jeff and I should have won that, and I think that was a mistake for us not to win. It would have been okay if we didn't win the last one, and if maybe the Dudley boys had won that one too. It would have made it more even with all the teams and helped the legacy of the match, which each of the teams having won a match. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. With more information about Matt Hardy and how he had mixed feelings about how the Attitude Era was booked with the TLC matches, continue following Joshua Jones in E-Wrestling News. Joshua Jones is also writing in at this hour. Chris Jericho jokes he'll never do another barbed wire anywhere match again. With blood covering his face and barbed wire wrapped around his body, Chris Jericho defeated Eddie Kingston in a barbed wire anywhere match at AEW's Fighter Fest last week. He was victorious. Now the leader of the Jericho Appreciation Society still suffered a broken nose and received stitches because of the most violent match he'd been in. Chris Jericho spoke at the Absolute Geek podcast and whether he'd ever see himself doing another barbed wire match again. He already experienced this kind of brutality prior to this match when he and Kingston were going at it in a barbed wire match before. Now, although Jericho managed to pick up the win, he is not chomping at the bit to get back in the ring with more barbed wire. This is what Jericho had to say. I have stitches, actually, on my inner thigh, which I never thought I'd ever have. That's too close for comfort. It was pretty brutal, but that's kind of what we have to do. It sometimes happens. I think everyone enjoyed what we did, and people enjoy those types of matches as well, because they think they are so real. And that's what we're in the business of doing. But sometimes it gets a little too real. And sometimes you get cut with a barbed wire and it changes people's perception. I think it's good to do something like that every once in a while. But I will never have another barbed wire match. Like I said, my answer is no. I've had two in my career in a 30-year span. Maybe in another 30 years, I would think about having another one. For more information on what Chris Jericho had to say about the match with Eddie Kingston, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information is following. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour. AEW's Justin Roberts pays tribute to David Blackjack Brown on AEW Dynamite. AEW announcer Justin Roberts had a subtle tribute to David Blackjack Brown during this week's episode of Dynamite. Brown, a veteran wrestling photographer, writer, and wrestling hotline operator, died last Friday due to a heart attack. On social media, Roberts had written a touching tribute to Brown and shared a photo of him wearing one black glove, which Brown often had in his career. You can see that on his Twitter account, and you can also see that on his Instagram account and Facebook as well. For more information on this very thoughtful tribute with Justin Roberts, follow E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Ex-WWE star has been begging for a job with AEW, and he reacts to the dumpster match that happened on Dynamite. WWE Hall of Famer Road Dogg has been begging AEW president Tony Khan for a job as of late. He even took to Twitter to comment on the dumpster match featuring the acclaimed and the gun club that took place on a Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite. Now, the finish of the match saw the acclaimed Colton and Austin in a dumpster that was shoved off the stage. Now, many people remember it was almost 25 years to the date that the New Age Outlaws were in a dumpster match that got pushed over the stage as well. Here is a quote from Road Dog on social media. Hey, it's a dumpster match on AEW tonight. If only there were a couple of people who've experienced that to comment on. Hashtag, oh, you didn't know. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and they will give you more information on the status of Road Dog, whether or not he will end up landing with AEW. 
John Fuentes is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Vince McMahon's retirement was referred to on AEW Dynamite. Now, on Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite, Vince McMahon's retirement from WWE was mentioned. Prior to that dumpster match, the acclaimed got on the mic and said they were going to make the gun clubs retire, much like Vince McMahon. If you'd like to catch the rap that actually happened, it is over on AEW's Twitter account. You can also catch that on YouTube as well. Max Caster had a stirring rendition of Vince McMahon right before the match itself started. With more information, continue following eWrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Max Stage update on MJF status with AEW. Now, just last month, MJF cut the pipe bomb promo on an episode of AEW Dynamite after having issues with All Elite Wrestling's Tony Khan. Now since then, MGF has not appeared, not for a single second in the wrestling, and he's also been cut out of the promos and the initial video before the program starts. Now an update on MF MJF's situation, uh, Fightful is reporting that AEW talent and staffers have spoken to him and he's largely been silent. Some of those who are close to him have actually said he hasn't communicated with anyone in any way, shape, or form. Now, it should be noted that MJF was in Los Angeles, California for several days following his appearance on AEW's Dynamite in a non-wrestling related meetings. Now, there are some reports that he filmed several segments with cast members for Impractical Jokers, which takes place in New Jersey. Now, it's a show that airs on Warner Discovery and True TV, but there's still no word or timetable on whether MJF will appear back on AEW television. With more information on this, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be coming forward. Thomas Lawson's writing in this hour, Adam Cole transfer, making a child cry during AEW's Dynamite last night. AEW's Adam Cole made a meme after a child was crying on social media after he turned on the Young Bucks. During the show, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish turned on the Young Bucks, ending the undisputed elite faction. One part of the beatdown where Cole was dishing out punishment, AEW camera crew cut to a child crying in the audience. Cole's name quickly trended as fans discussed his actions of what he did in the ring and how the child responded. Now, one person on Twitter said, Adam Cole made that little kid cry with what he did to the Young Bucks. That's such a sad thing, man. But you know what? Sometimes wrestling is undefeated. With more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's writing into this hour for eWrestling News. We have an updated lineup for Saturday's AEW's Battle of the Belts, which will be airing on TV. Now, following this week's episode of AEW Dynamite, we now have three matches confirmed for Saturday night's Battle of the Belts 3, which will be airing at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on TNT. Ring of Honor World Champion Claudio Castagnoli will be taking on Takeshna for that championship. AEW Women's World Championship Thunder Rosa defends her title against Jamie Hayter. And AEW TNT Champion Wardlow defends against Jay Lethal. For more information, continue following eWrestling News as more matches will be added before Saturday's big show, which will be taking place once again on TNT. John Fuentes is also writing in this hour about ECW legend Taz. Now, Taz is claiming that Team Taz in AEW is officially done. He made the announcement on Dynamite. Team Taz is officially no more. Taz confirmed the news on this week's episode of AEW Dynamite while he was at the commentary desk. This was during a segment which saw powerhouse Hobbs attack Ricky Starks. Taz said that he wishes the stable, which includes Hobbs, Starks, and Hook, 
all of the best, but at this point in time, they all need to be on their own. If you'd like to find out all about this, continue following AEW Wrestling on Twitter, and you can find the exact statement from Taz and more information on what lasts for the impression of Team Taz in AEW. John Fuentes is also writing in at this hour. It looks like Ethan Page from AEW has landed a new manager, and it looks like things will be changing for him on Dynamite. Ethan Page looks like he has acquired the services of Stokely Hathaway on AEW Dynamite. On Wednesday night, Page cut a promo about how he's been misused on AEW's TV and how he's not being used correctly by management. Page took several shots at people, including the fans, and he accompanied that by saying such things as he doesn't have an action figure, and he's not receiving enough TV time, and so much more. Now, during the promo, Hathaway came to the ring and whispered something into his ear and handed him his business card. If you'd like to find out what the interaction between the two were, head on over to E-Wrestling News, and the video from last night's episode will be up there. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is a one-stop shop podcast that's free, no charge whatsoever, anywhere fine podcasts are made available. We cover the daily headlines, whether that's AEW, WWE, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. With that being said, let's continue with the headlines. Obsessed Shelly Azriel Martinez wanted to sleep with Paul Heyman and ECW? What's going on here? ECW alum Shelly Martinez wanted to get frisky with Paul Heyman during her time in the promotion. Martinez, known to fans as Azrael, joined ECW when the brand relaunched in 2006, but then was then again released in May of 2007. While speaking to Wrestling Shoot interviews, Martinez revealed that she was quite fond of Paul Heyman at the time, and here's what she had to say. With Heyman, I knew he was a big fan of my looks. There was a time when I went through this huge obsession with Heyman. I would have slept with him at that one point. I was so obsessed with Paul Heyman. Now, Heyman left WWE in 2006 after being blamed for the underwhelming December to Dismember pay-per-view and the sole ECW brand that was never been able to be revived. You can find out more about everything that she had to say and when Paul Heyman was released if you follow Thomas Lawson's article that is trending right now over on eWrestling News. Thomas Lawson's also writing in at this hour. Eric Bischoff has more comments about Stephanie McMahon and Tony Khan. Bischoff says Stephanie McMahon would kill Tony Khan in a real fight. Eric Bischoff is confident that WWE co-CEO Stephanie McMahon would beat up CEO Tony Khan if it ever came to blows. McMahon was appointed the role of co-CEO, which she shares responsibilities with Nick Khan. Now, this was determined last month following the unannounced retirement of her father, Vince McMahon. Khan has served as AEW president since the company began in January of 2019. During a recent interview with NBC Sports Boston, Bischoff, who has appeared for both AEW and WWE, is confident that Stephanie has some better fighting skills. He would say this, and I quote, Stephanie McMahon would kill Tony Khan. Have you stood next to Tony? She's stronger. She's bigger. Listen, I've been slapped by Stephanie McMahon on television, which was supposed to be what they call a working slap, but she didn't know how to throw a working slap. It was just a real slap. I mean, that girl could hurt you. She would kill Tony Khan. Kill him. Yeah, set that up. Somebody book that. That would be fun. Now, since Vince McMahon's retirement, Tony Khan has laid claim to now being the longest-serving wrestling promoter and owner since Vince McMahon is no more. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News as they will have more information on the rivalry between Eric Bischoff 
and AEW. Paul Heyman is also making news at this hour. Paul Heyman won't say anything bad about Vince McMahon. He doesn't think that Vince McMahon actually gets enough credit. Paul Heyman heaped praise on Vince McMahon following his resignation from WWE, admits a WWE board of directors investigation into multiple hush money paid to former employees. While speaking to MacMania podcast, Heyman said that McMahon will never get the credit or the understanding that he truly deserves in the wrestling community. Here's what he had to say. I think there's a locker room in an office filled with fabulously wealthy people thanks to 22-hour workdays of Vince McMahon over the last 40 years. I have absolutely nothing bad to say about Vincent Kennedy McMahon. What a hypocrite I would be if I had anything less to say than extraordinary complimentary things about that man. His work ethic, his willingness to put in 20, 22-hour days every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year for 40 years. This is why we are all fabulously wealthy. We never give him the credit and no one ever understands how much he truly deserved all the credit he doesn't get. For more information on what Paul Heyman had to say, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be forthcoming. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour, WWE is number one focus of the company, and they want to make sure their investors know that. Now, the idea of WWE being sold in the post-Vince McMahon era is really being talked about right now. And it is maybe the priority of some of the investors. McMahon announces retirement on July 23rd, a month after he stepped down as CEO and chairman of the company after ongoing allegations. Speaking to WrestleNomics analyst Brandon Ross, that those who invest in the company have an interest in the company possibly changing hands again and being sold. Now, this is a quote. The potential sale has been a number one focus of all the investors that are around WWE right now. Really, since the allegations against Vince McMahon started from the very beginning, there's always been that idea, that thought that WWE is a pretty small company and there is a ton of larger entities that are looking for content, especially live content, and they would be a natural acquisition and a target for a larger company to take them over. Now, the big question to everyone is, is WWE going to sell at some point? Or are they just going to dial things back? What does it mean now that the McMahon family has the opportunity to sell the company? Would they or would they not? Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan have been announced as the co-CEOs of the company following Vince's retirement, while Paul Heyman is going to be a very high integral part as well, and Triple H has taken over all duties of creative. With more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News as more information will continue to develop about the investors and what may be the future of WWE. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour, Jonathan Gresham explains refusing to interact with wrestling fans and his reasons behind that. Jonathan Gresham has explained why he refuses to interact with wrestling fans who believe false reports about him. Gresham recently lost the Ring of Honor world title to Claudio Castagnoli and has reportedly requested his release from AEW. While speaking with Russell Pursuits in an interview prior to his contract release request, Gresham explained why he does not like to interact with wrestling fans at all. I got out a lot out of interacting with wrestling fans over the past few years because I realized they just want to spew hatred and they always believe whatever they hear and they think it's all the gospel. It all starts on Wikipedia and then they just run with it. But the thing is, is Wikipedia could have been made seven or eight years ago and it might not even be accurate. I hear this thing a lot. 
that I'm a small wrestler. I'm even smaller than Rey Mysterio. I can assure you, I've met him on multiple occasions. We are the exact same height, but for some reason, everyone keeps thinking that I'm 4'9". Now, it remains unclear if Gresham was going to be granted his release and exactly what all of his issues with AEW were. Now, some have speculated that it was a lack of communication prior to his match with Claudio Casanoli that frustrated Gresham and wanted him to decide to walk out. With more information on this, continue following eWrestling News as more information will be coming forward. That's going to do it for the headlines for today, which is August the 4th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the up-to-date information in the world of wrestling, whether it's WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, and so many more. We are a daily podcast that is made absolutely free of charge for you. If you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and tag a friend on social media and let them know that we are here because so many people want to know more about wrestling and we're here to deliver it. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland and I will catch you on the next episode of Headlines. The world of NLW Radio never stops. 